spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. with Racing Girls Rock Podcast, and it's my honor today to talk to Tiffany Olson. She's a promoter at Sycamore Speedway, and we're going to learn a little bit more about Tiffany and about the Speedway and just finding out more about how she got interested in motorsports and how she got roped into being the promoter there. So, Tiffany, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, your family, where you work, what you do, so we can get to know you just a little bit better. Sure. Well, I am, um, my name is Tiffany Olson. I'm married. I have three beautiful children, uh, ranging in ages from five to 14. So I, uh, definitely am feeling the, uh, stresses of this crazy pandemic when it comes to schooling and so forth. Um, and I'm third generation here at Sycamore Speedway from management standpoint. Um, so motorsports wasn't something that I seeked out. It was something that I was kind of born into. Uh, my grandfather started this racetrack with his brother and brother-in-law in 1963, um, in which he managed and ran until his untimely death in 01. And then, uh, his brother passing in 03, when I kind of just during that time, um, from the time I was like six years old, I was roped into selling the souvenir program. And then at the time I was 13, I was made my way to the score tower and uh, learning that aspect of the show. Um, and then uh, when him and his brother passed and uh, second generation, so their children took over the management role um, here in which I just was the scorer, nothing more, nothing less. It was a perfect job, uh, second job uh, while I was in you know high school and college and, uh, and then even into my 20s. Uh, it was that perfect extra spending money. And that's kind of what it was. And then in 2010, um, my mom decided that it was time for her to actually purchase the businesses. And um, it was in 2011 that I was asked to come on and help in that managerial role, which started out merely as kind of from an admin standpoint, more of the financial aspect as my degree is in accounting and finance. Um, so I started working there and it just very quickly rolled into the promoter role. So while I still take care of most of the financing and stuff from that age, uh, you know, the financial part of it, uh, then the marketing part took on and then running the, um, running the program and, you know, taking to that just, it kind of all transpired and just really rolled together. Um, not really with much, Hey Tiff, do you think it just kind of fell in my lap and we just embraced it and, you know, we rolled with it. So, uh, that is, that is me. Um, my kids are, most people look at me like, uh, you're crazy because my three children are with me a lot as my husband works a lot of hours as well. Um, so I do most of this job, uh, while simultaneously being a mom and, uh, you know, just try to do the best that we can and put on new exciting shows and try to bring new, kind of refacing the speedway. Um, when my grandfather passed, it definitely took a sideways step and just kind of maintained itself. 
Um, but it was time for us to, you know, bring on new things and bring up new programs and new racing clubs and revamping our rules. And so the last 10 years, we've really drastically changed uh, the face of Sycamore Speedway. Oh, that's awesome. So <clears throat> tell me, um, why is it called Sycamore Speedway? Uh, the name actually started as Bob Joe Speedway in honor of my grandfather and one of the other owners. Um, but in the 70s, they changed it to Sycamore just because of the growing town that's like five miles from here. They made the change merely for a demographic piece and try to just put together a connection of where we are located uh, because we are kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So, um, which is awesome from the standpoint that we don't have neighbors that are so upset when we make a lot of noise. But then obviously there's a downside to it because we don't sit in some metropolitan city or something that is already got other landmarks were all by itself so they adapted that and we just kept with it so um what what would be the closest biggest town like where where are you actually located so we are located on route 64 in um, maple park illinois which is about 15 miles west of saint charles about an hour west of chicago and we are from a, you know, close town, five miles away. And if you were coming from like Wisconsin area, you would head south about an hour and a half. Right. So <clears throat> I visited Sycamore Speedway. I don't know if you knew that. I um, yeah. In 2018, okay. I, did a, I did a little road trip and I went to Grundy County and I went to Sycamore and then I went over to Iowa to the 34 Raceway on uh, Labor, Labor Day weekend. So I've actually been there. And um, I've heard that part of the reason they named it Sycamore or the reason is because of all the trees. <laughs> um, well, there aren't too many sycamore trees on our property, but my grandfather definitely had a love of trees. And that has carried through. Uh, if I, you know, if you could see where my parents live there, you know, they created their own wooded lot for themselves. Um, because the love of nature is definitely here and definitely a part of all of us. So yes, I would love to roll with that one too. Uh, you will find that our pits are very well shaded. There is lots of trees here. Anytime we lose one, we replace it with another one. Um, and that's kind of our part back, you know, to the environment and uh, to just kind of really having a, a very quaint atmosphere, a very peaceful atmosphere as much as possible. Yeah, so one of the things that I loved about your track and your facilities was the shade because it was super hot when I was there, of course, Labor Day weekend, but um, it wasn't, it, you know, there was a breeze, you were in the shade under the trees, and it was just so pretty and so different from so many tracks that have a pit area that has no shade, no trees, people have to put their canopies up and all that, and so that's one of the things that really stood out to me that it was out in the country and it was like um an old-fashioned racetrack and yep. i love that i love that part about it well so, thank you um, definitely yeah. even though we've done a lot of changing from our rule books and from the new racing classes that we've had and things like that we still with every decision we make we always try to make sure we're holding on to that nostalgic piece because it's so important to embrace our history a uh, firm believer that we learn from the past and that's how we grow for the future. So um, 
in honor of them and in honor of the entrepreneurship that, you know, has been handed down, we try to hold on to what this place started as, um, you know, which was a small dirt track out in the middle of a cornfield, um, you know, and, and try to really hold on to what they started um, to keep us going for the future. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's just not enough tracks like yours around anymore. They keep going to the wayside and, and the fact that you're still going and you're going strong because you've made some, some changes. Some, sometimes when a track's been in a family for a long time, it's hard to make those changes and to stay kind of up with what's needed and what's, you know, the, the time, stay up with the times, I guess you could say. And the fact that you, you know, realize that, hey, we need to do some different things. We need to upgrade some things and, and have some new kinds of shows that bring people in. And so that's, that's why to stay up with the times, even though the track has been there for a long time. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a delicate balance and it doesn't come easy either. So we can smile all day long here, you know, and talk very positively, but you know, it is, it, it's understandable where tracks go to the wayside just because um, it's a lot. It, it really is a lot. And it's not that it's not worth it, but sometimes that idea of everybody knows what's best really can carry very heavy. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's a, that's probably, I would say the biggest challenge that I would think any racetrack holds on to is these people like racers, fans, whoever it may be, other, other employees, or even your own family that, you know, work with you, that they have an idea and very strong in their convictions and their passions, which is amazing. Um, but the idea of balancing, taking in the new ideas, holding on to your core foundation of your business, you know, thinking about it from every aspect. All too often, somebody will come and they're only thinking about it from a driver's standpoint or from a fan standpoint. And it's like, well, we have to take the step back and look at it from the whole picture. Not mm -hmm. that any idea is necessarily a bad idea, but you can definitely get so overwhelmed. And then people are very vocal these days, um, not face-to-face, -face, but virtually, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Keyboard courage, as I call it. And it can yeah. be, it can be a heavy burden that, I can understand. I can understand. I can understand the defeat and I can understand the field to throw in a towel. Um, yeah. I'm lucky that I have a good team. Um, and that sometimes keeps me going. I mean, last Friday, I was definitely not in my prime and not my place. And I, I walked out of my driver's meeting. I handed my notes over to one of my flagmans and I said, take over. And I just walked away because I knew that I was not going to be good at that point. I knew that if I continued, I was going to, you know, not necessarily say things I didn't mean, but knew that that wasn't, I was not in the right frame of mind to be at that point at that time. And I was lucky enough that I had somebody I could rely on that would get my point across, but do it better than I could at that moment. So mm -hmm. I, I really wait, like the fact that I have a good team all the way across the board from the young kids that come and help in the concession stand to the employees that have been with me. Um, that started with my grandfather and they're still working with me today. Um, because if you don't have that, it, it, it's hard. It would be really hard. Yeah. It, 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 there's so many people that don't understand what it takes to keep a racetrack going just to have it ready for race night and the hours that you put in during the week, people don't see that and they don't understand that it's a business. You have to treat it like a business. And you have to work at it really all all week long. And they just show up on race day and 
have their opinions, and um, that's really yeah. hard for people to get across how that works. My my favorite thing is the whole like, well, don't you just open the gates and get going? Yeah, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it's a, but it's not fit right. I don't know what another business is like because I don't run that business. So you know, I um, right somebody that any any business owner, even a even a corporation, right? We don't know what it's like to run that. We don't know their struggles. We don't know their successes. Um, so it's hard. It. You know, so for me, for me, it's one of those things that like when I go to a new place or I try a new thing, it's try to have the best open mind as possible because I know what it's like when people don't have an open mind and I've been working my tail off. So, right. um, you know, so hopefully that will, you know, pass through to people, you know, people can start seeing that bigger picture. Yeah. And, you know, I, I encourage people who don't come to the races until race time that they need to just once find their favorite driver, ask them if they can come, when they come, go to the pits, hang out, see what it takes, not just for the track to be ready, but for those drivers to be ready, because a lot of people don't get that they come at one o'clock in the afternoon, they don't race till seven. They do all yep. these things, they have to buy four new tires, and this is how much it costs, and, and I've got five guys on my crew, so I pay for their pit passes, and all those things, and yep. there's just, there's too many people that do not get it and they they would if they came just once and did that and so i love to encourage people to do that so tell yeah. me some some Great fun things. oh yeah so tell me some fun things that your track has done this year so uh this year we for the first time we started our season with a full demo show um it even included a demolition derby for our little uh our little up and coming racers where they got to bring their power wheel demo and have a little demo. Um, so it was an afternoon of demolition derbies. Um, and that kind of set the way for, so we're a little unique. Let me back up a little bit. We're unique in the fact that we run two different shows every weekend. I race, uh, I have seven core classes on Friday night. I run four of them. And then on Saturday night, I run three of them. And then on a Saturday, I incorporate a visiting club of some sort. So uh, so on that day, as we kind of set the pace for this with what we call the path of destruction. Um, so an afternoon filled of demolition derbies, fun for the kids uh, with bringing their power wheel demo and um, fun, exciting way to open up the season. Uh, because we do have a lot of people that just like love coming for a demolition derby. So it was great to start off our season with that. Um, and in fact, our Friday night show will actually end back again with like a full night of demos, figure eights, one-on-one -on -one drags where people can bring their cars out onto the racetrack and do like a one lap competition with somebody else that's done the same thing um, and bringing those little kids back for their power wheel demo. So uh, kind of a fun beginning and end way to our season, something new this year uh, that worked out really well. And then um, this season, we were also a host to the UMP Hell Tour. This would be our fourth time, or our fifth time, I'm sorry. Um, and we have not had one repeat winner. So every time that circuit has come to Sycamore, we have had a different winner, which is the only place uh, that's run that circuit that that's happened to. So every year we hope we can keep going with that thread because it's super fun, super exciting. Um, and it, it's kind of an honor, right? Yeah. Uh, to those drivers that come that think like, oh, it could be my chance because this isn't a track that 
one person has figured out and dominated throughout right. that series. So that's, it's super fun and exciting for us. Um, another fun thing that we do is, uh, another kid event that we do is we still host a bubblegum race. And what a bubblegum race is, is, uh, we, we invite all children to participate. We line them up according to ages, send them out onto the racetrack where we have covered the front straightaway with bubblegum and candy. And they just, we drop a green flag and they run and they try and grab as much as they can, um, and take that home. So super fun, super fun for the fans because we encourage the parents to come down on the racetrack with them. Probably an opportunity that most people will never get. Mm -hmm. Um, so they get to come out on the racetrack, get to see firsthand what the surface is made out of, get to feel how tacky it can be, how muddy it can be, how dry it could be, you know, depending on what, you know, what the weather has brought us and what kind of racing we've had. Um, so another event that just really kind of brings together this family atmosphere that we try to really hold on to um, while we're here. And then this year we were, for the first time, we hosted a mid-am racing series, which normally runs on asphalt. And some of their drivers, you know, at the beginning of the season thought this could be fun to see how we handle it on dirt. And uh, they thought of us and they came to us for that inaugural race on dirt. So quite an honor, I feel, uh, that an asphalt series wanted to try something different and instantly thought that we would be a good fit for them. And it was a fun show. It was a good show. It's already been something that's been booked for 2022. That's awesome. Those are great, great fun events. And that brings people to the tech that don't always come when they see that there's something, especially in when you start involving the kids. Yeah. We had a back to school bash a couple of weeks ago where we partnered with a local gymnastics and cheerleading gym and uh, they fundraised and took collections and built up about 50 backpacks that were given away to kids at random uh, with school supplies. And then we did the bubblegum race on top of it and um, just, just legit, a fun, simple mm -hmm. night uh, where there was didn't feel like all the stresses of the world just kind of went away for that time. And uh, you got to walk away with a sense of feeling like a new whole person and that, you know, some kids hopefully benefited you. I definitely know that I being on the racetrack and seeing these kids being like, why did I get a backpack? Like, why did I get, I'm like, well, you were picked, you know? And they were like, this is so cool. So mm -hmm. um, just to feel that emotion at that time, uh, you know, just kind of puts to ease all the stresses of, uh, you know, the normal day-to-day -day here at a racetrack. So, Well, and, and not to mention all the other things that are happening in our world, you know, you just, you know, you want to just turn the news off and pretend that you're not a part of it. And yet we are, we are part of everything that's happening. And <clears throat> to be able to go to the racetrack on a weekend, see your friends, see your race family, just have some fun. It, even if it's just for a few hours, it gives you a chance to just relax, take a deep breath, and think about something pleasant instead of something stressful. So that, that's, right. that's what I love about not just what you do, but what a lot of racetracks, you know, do. They just provide that experience for families. So um, yeah. I know you have a lot of, yeah, I know you have a lot of women that drive there, or you used to. Well, so, we do. We have a powder puff division uh, yeah. specifically. So that, yeah, so we have a powder puff division. It runs every Friday night. It's part of our Friday night program where, um, yep, it's ladies only. 
And uh, not that the ladies can't race in other divisions, um, but this one is just for them. We were, for a while, it was a division that we were kind of nervous about. We were losing, you know, there wasn't too many women interested in it. And it was kind of sad to think that maybe it wouldn't be here. And uh, fortunately, we just kept rolling with it and encouraging things and um, adapting. And this year we have come out double the size that it was before. Plus, some of these ladies are carrying their car to another division that their car is competitive in. Or it's So what I have is I have a spectator division and a powder puff division. The rule book is the same, but mm -hmm. uh, and women can race in either the spectator or powder puff. Obviously, men can only race in the, in the spectator division. And then they right. have that powder. So some of them double dip on a night and they race in both divisions. Some, you know, are just really perfecting their skills. And uh, it's, it's fun. And the crowd loves it. Uh, we have a driver right now that is dominating in both divisions. And she doesn't even leave the racetrack sometimes because the races are so close together that she just parks in a safe spot and then she's ready to go for the next one. And she does really well. And the crowd loves it. And um, they just, for me, being a woman and having two daughters, it brings that sense of anybody can do anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and that nobody should ever shy away from trying something new. And, and really that, that goes for everybody. It doesn't just go for women. Um, and, uh, I think it's great. I think that it's fun. It's exciting. On Saturday, we have our peer stock division and we have a female racer in there. And a couple of weeks ago we did driver introductions, got the drivers out of the car. And when she was announced, the entire stands went wild and just cheered and rooted. And so what's fun for me as a promoter is that these ladies have a really good following mm -hmm. and they have a lot of people that respect them and, um, and it shows and it, it's, it's pretty powerful and it's pretty impressive. So do you want to share who that driver is? In our peer stock division, it's Stacy Doris. She's currently second in points. Um, and then on our Friday night division with the powder puff, Really, there's not a single lady that doesn't stand out. They've all had their moments to shine in different ways. And uh, the list is too long for me to go through here. But uh, if you go back and look at any of our results, you'll see a different yeah. lady on top every single night. And that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And I actually know Stacy. She was one of the people that I met when I came to Sycamore. And I hung out with her and her sister and the kids and whatever. And she actually won the heat race and the feature that night. Oh, nice. and, uh, in the, it wasn't the powder puff, it was. She was the pure stack then, yep. yeah. Yeah, so uh, I had a feeling that's who you were talking about, but I wanted wanted to check with you. So yeah. how, how are the women, are they just accepted like any other driver at your track? There's no, yes. no, the guys don't treat them any different, do they? They do not at all. It really is, uh, you know, I think sometimes, um, one of my divisions, they've been misbehaving quite a bit. So I pulled a big race from them and I gave it to the powder puff. And I, those boys' jaws dropped and they were like, what? Yes. Start racing better. Start racing cleaner and I'll give it back to you. Uh, they haven't been able to do it. So the powder puffs get to be the highlight class. Um, and so they do have a respect around here because they do put on a great show. They show up. They show up prepared. They, you know, can compete with the best of them. Um, no excuses. Uh, always trying something new. Always trying to, you know, step up their game. And uh, so 
if anybody doesn't look up to them or doesn't have respect for them, it's just pure out of jealousy. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured because I know that I met quite a number of women when I was there and, and they did, all the women just represented really well when I was there. And so that, that was fun for me to see because I always say I'm, I'm, I like the men, but I'm all about the women. So that's what I, <laughs> yeah. So what's the rest of your season look like? Is there anything that you want to let our listeners know about what's coming up? That Sure. Anything? We've got a lot of exciting stuff. So we are actually running um, from now until October 1st and 2nd. That's our final weekend of racing. Um, this weekend, I'm not sure, um, you know, how soon, but this weekend we're hosting a monster truck show. So we're going to have monster trucks on the oval this Saturday and Sunday, no car racing, gave our uh, drivers a weekend off just to recoup and rejuvenate. Um, in two weeks, or we'll be back for Labor Day weekend, uh, with racing in two weeks, we're hosting on a Friday night, the Dirt Kings, uh, which is a Wisconsin late model series that are coming up. And having a UMP street stock division, uh, UMP street stock uh, race. Both races are three thousand to win, so uh, pretty decent money for those guys. And uh, looking forward to that show. The rest of the month of September is a lineup of championship, rounding out, finding out who those top champions are, and then October first and second, we are welcoming the MLRA late models. So we will have those with our core divisions as we wrap out our season. Yeah, that sounds fun. I know the guy that runs the Dirt King. I've yeah. met them. And so uh, that'll be a great, great show for you that weekend. That's fun. And that's what, what are the dates for that again? That will be, that will be Friday, September 10th. Okay. Uh, Friday at September 10th. And then for us, we're going to take our normal Friday program and move it to a Saturday. So okay. uh, people that, you know, so we do this every once in a while where we kind of flip flop the weekends because uh-huh. not everybody make it on a Friday night show, but they like the idea of a Friday night. So, so we put it on a Saturday, kind of spice things up a little bit and try something different. Yeah, absolutely. And, and having it, you know, varied sometimes that they can race on a Saturday. That's, that's good. Everybody likes to have something a little different that they can do. Yeah. A little bit of variety. That's right. So Tiffany, tell me as a woman in motorsports and a promoter and somebody who's worked at the track really for a long time what what is your legacy what would what do you want people to say about you when you're done and you're not working at the racetrack and what are they going to say about about you and and what you left behind for others I would I would like to think and I would hope to think that just me holding on to my integrity and being my true self is what my legacy is um hard-working fair, look at things from a whole picture standpoint, not just, you know, one specific detail and holding on to that, um, you know, really looking at that, again, that whole picture and seeing what's best for everybody and know that at the end of the day that my my drivers think of me as somebody that they could come and talk to just to carry a conversation. Um, and as well as that they know that I'm bringing the best show that I can to them and giving them the best place to race at. That's, that's a good thing to, to strive for. And I know you're already doing that. And so I see no reason why you wouldn't continue to go on as far as, as that. Is there anybody that you want to mention or do you have any like um, promote big, big sponsors or anything that you want to mention that, that sponsor races? How does that work at your track? 
So we do a couple of things for that. A lot of, a lot of what we have around here is just, I don't want to call it just advertisers, but we have more people that, um, sponsor races through advertising. So they'll take and have billboards made up and displayed here at the racetrack. Um, and then we let them pick a night that they race at. Um, so we have a long list of those. I have them listed out on our website. Um, okay. And, uh, uh, but really my, my biggest like thanks and my biggest to that isn't just in one area. Uh, I tell my drivers this, I tell my fans that, that Running a racetrack is like having a big puzzle in front of you and you need every single piece of that puzzle in order to make it a whole. Um, so I, I have to give a shout out to my drivers that make that commitment every single weekend, every single race night that they can be here. I have to give the same shout out to my employees, um, most of which barely even take a night off and they're here for the duration of the season um, to my family. Um, you know, my, my kids, they, they understand that mom's super busy during this time of year. Um, and why they are children, I think they do a great job at keeping it together and, uh, being probably a little bit more independent than most kids are their ages, um, when it's race days to my parents who, you know, own the place, but I manage it to my brother who helps, um, with prepping the racetrack and taking care of, um, some of our social media, uh, to my other sisters that are essential to the piece of making sure that the what we call the parkway, so where our fans are, the grandstand areas, the concessions, the beer sales, the souvenirs, all of those things are running. Um, you know, and then to any of those outside support, whether it is from an advertiser or if it is from, you know, the wrecking crew or the ambulance that has to be on site, uh, it really takes everybody mm -hmm. um, across the board. So... I don't want to give one shout out to anyone in particular yeah. because without each of those pieces, we are not successful in any way. You know, I love that you just mentioned all those areas though, because again, you know, we take for granted when we walk into the racetrack that there's not trash everywhere or that when I want to go buy a hot dog and a Coke, there's somebody there that I can buy it from. You know what I mean? And I, I do. And we just, people just take things for granted. And then when you just mentioned all those areas that have to work together and they have to get along and they have to all be walking towards the same goal. And that is to have a beautiful track, a nice facility where people want to come spend their money to watch a race, to buy your concessions, to buy your t-shirts, whatever it might be. And yeah. it takes so many people. I mean, that's probably, you know, a, a good number of people right there that you just mentioned. And so um, I, I love that you recognize, one, that you can't do it by yourself and that you're happy that you have people that can be on board with you to make it great. So, Tiffany, that's half off to you because everybody's, you. Not, everybody's not like you and willing to share the, share the love, I should say. <laughs> um, I don't think... Deep down, I don't think I'd want to do it all by myself. I would probably not be a very happy person. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and hopefully others can recognize that too. And I think that I do believe that other places and other, you know, people recognize it. They just don't know how to express that, um, you know. And uh, But I know deep down that uh, here at Sycamore, um, we're a big family and it encompasses all of those places and uh, sometimes we fight, sometimes we love, sometimes we smile, sometimes we frown. But at the end of the day, 
everyone's working for the same goal because they want to keep coming back and they want to do that. So, uh, you know, I, and that's what we roll with. Right, exactly. So if somebody wants to come and watch a race, tell me where, how they can find you. What's your, what's your website? You have a Facebook page. How would they, they contact um, you guys or find out what's going on at Sycamore Speedway? Sure. Well, our website is pretty simple, www.sycamorespeedway.com, all one word. Um, on there, you'll find our schedule, you'll find events, and in our event descriptions, you will see um, ticket links to purchase tickets, or tickets are always available at the gate. Uh, you'll see rule books for the drivers, you will see um, some spotlights uh, for some fan spotlights, you'll see some news, you'll see race results and standings for our drivers. Um, our Facebook is very active, same thing, just Sycamore Speedway. Uh, where we, you know, remind everybody about what's coming up for the events. We have Instagram, we have Twitter. Um, all of those are directly linked through our website, though. So instead of me rattling off those names, if you just okay. hit up our website and do that. Um, and there's a way to contact us directly through the website. So again, www.sycamorespeedway.com. Oh, that's easy enough to remember. So hopefully, there'll be some people come out and watch some of those special races, and you'll get some new fans and and um, continue what you're doing for years to come. I think you're on the right path. And it sounds like Thank you've you. got a lot of good support behind you, which is what it takes. So it does, any, for sure. Any, yeah. Any last thoughts that you would like to share before we go? My biggest thing is that we hope to see you all at the races. Yeah, that sounds good. So, hey, everybody, take a friend. Go visit Sycamore Speedway. I promise you, you're, ne you're not going to find another track that has as much shade and pretty trees and things in the in the where the cars park walk through there visit with the drivers you know don't just go in and sit in the stands get to know who's racing there find yourself a favorite driver go to the track one night early and and go to the pits and help help that driver and find out what it takes for everybody to put those shows on because it's a lot of work but it's also rewarding and a lot of fun so hopefully you'll get some new people to come out and visit your track Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at IWMA Nation at gmail.com.